Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Good morning. It's terrific. Thursday. In stereo. Um, I'm not having this mask on. I didn't really think this out. Ponytails and masks don't ma- yeah. mix. If anybody's wondering, they don't mix. You struggle. It's it's it was a third world problem in a 21st century world. But um, we're taking those off. Um, glad you guys joined us this morning. We're so glad that you took the time out of your schedule to be with us. Um, but this week we've been talking about masks. And yesterday was a really good, I don't know if you tuned in yesterday, but we talked about the firefighter mask, how it, how the, uh, the glass is tempered for heat and pressure, and that it's meant to help us um, control our breathing. And how many knows that when we're facing challenges in life, we need something that tempers us and controls us in the fire yes. and allows us to keep, you know, keep our calm and find rest and peace in the Lord, knowing He's going before us and He's working on our behalf. Um, and then we talked about the scuba diving mask, how um, it's, it is designed to not only, I, when, it, when David first mentioned it to me, he um, said, what do you think about the scuba di- diving va- mask? And I thought, well, it's, it's designed to protect water from being in your face and drowning you, right? And he's like, actually, it's to, the glass is designed to help you see clearer. And I thought, man, that's awesome. That's a good way to look at it. I didn't even think of it that way. I was thinking more about the obvious, like I'm not breathing in water and drowning, but it was actually designed to allow your vision to be clear. And how many know that sometimes when we're facing challenges, it's almost as if we're looking through a frosted glass window versus trusting in the clear vision of God that he's got our back. I think even going off of that, you know, uh, I just wanted to like slide in there and say one thing as well. Um, I think, you know, yeah, it's made to help us see clear, but let's take that a step further. It's made to help us see clear in what? In a place that we normally wouldn't. Oh, that's I think good. That's, that's really cool. That's about like that. You can tie that in with the Holy Spirit of, you know, the fact that the Holy Spirit gives us ideas, gives us creativity, gives us dreams, gives us visions, gives us clarity, gives us direction in places that, you know, we naturally on our own would never see that. But what does the Bible say in John 15? Uh, he is he is the vine and we are the branches, right? He is the source. He's the one that we're supposed to rely on. And so when we rely on the Holy Spirit, um, you know, we I think we as humans tend to just go about life and we look at it like, oh, well, this is a gift that I have. I can just use it. Well, yes, the Lord gave you that gift. You use it. But are you inviting him in as you use that? And are you continually allowing him to give you vision, allowing him to give you clarity? Because, you know, we can, like I, I'm actually in a season right now. I'm creating a whole bunch of different systems for both jobs that I have, actually. And I can look at that and say, okay, I'm naturally decent at creating st- systems. Or I can look at it and say, Lord, I need your help, you know, creating these systems that are going to be fruitful, that are going to be ones that, you know, help and um, change things for the better and make things easier, make things more systematic. And it's not just about having a system, but it's about am I inviting the Lord into those. So it's, I think that even. That really segues into, that. I wanted to talk about the mud mask <laughs> to recap that, but that actually segues into what we're talking about and playing God. But I do want to just say the mud mask, that was kind of an interesting flair because we were talking about masks that were like equipment for things, which um, long 
long time ago I heard a story about, you know, it was on Peter about walking where natural men sink, that when he kept his eyes on the Lord, he's able to walk in natural areas. And I think what you're talking about is that if we really are relying on God, he'll actually take us where places that maybe we're not even equipped for yeah. and that we doubt ourselves in. But if we are able to walk in it in the, thou- the authority and the power in the leading of the Lord, he'll actually allow us to, um, I think, stay on top, even if we're not equipped, like he'll equip us in that season, um, with things. So I think there's been times like I didn't even know like certain things were in me, but then I was faced with maybe just ministering to someone. They're coming to me with a, with a, a question or they're feeling overwhelmed. And then like, it's like almost the war was like, boop, the Lord just dropped it and was allowed me and used me to be able to encourage someone or vice versa. There's probably been people in, in my life that's, you know, spoke encourage, you know, spoken encouragement into me that maybe they didn't even feel like they were equipped. But the good news is, is like everything that we go through, all the, the seasons, every place that we're at, when we're going into fire, when we're, we're in the water, when we're in the storms, if we're really allowing those things to help us, like as he turns all things for our good, they're equipping us for you know, what's to come. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like in, in our, our call center, we were talking about things like, it's like almost as we were living out life, God's putting little tools in our Swiss army knife mm-hmm. so that in the right and proper time, we can pull out that little corkscrew or pour out that little, pull out that little file in it, whatever. And he's going to equip us with the things, but then we have to be in God to know which tool to take out, right? Because sometimes we're trying to take out a tool of correction, but God's really needing us to be used in a, in a spirit of loving someone in spite and not correction, but love and love leads to correction, right? So I think that knowing that, but sometimes we're trying to fix people on our own, but uh, going back to the mud mask, it was about, we put it on and we're ugly at first, right? And I know we have all kinds of in Instagram world, there's all kinds of cute, you know, cutesy pictures of couples in their masks. That's awesome. I love it. Let's let's do uh, beauty things together. But it's it really is kind of ugly, right? But once it's removed, all those impurities, it, it sheds layers of of scales. It brings out the impurities in our skin to help refine us. That's a, that was a really good take on that um, because the other things were like equipment, and that's actually was more about um, regrouping yourself. So that was a good part, but. I'm going to let you go ahead and go in because you were the one kind of yeah. talking about, you know, with God, he allows us. Yeah. Um, I mean, with we try to do this life without God. And, you know, um, one of the questions we have here is how many times have we taken the driver's seat um, from God in our lives and lived a life that, you know, we think we can do it without him? Um, and, you know, when we look at life like that, it's dangerous. It's It becomes a dangerous game of life that we're playing in a sense because, you know, we don't have this capacity that God has of the supernatural and seeing, you know, beyond where we're at and seeing the future and knowing exactly where the to and from is, you know, we don't have that capacity on our own. So I think when we get in this driver's seat, we're, we're driving aimlessly without direction. We're driving aimlessly where we don't have the opportunity or the direction that we can go. Um, and, and it's an essential, right? It's like, it's, like taking an Uber driver, right? It's like if we're the Uber driver here, um, we're taking this drive to a place where we have no destination to go because we have no vision on, on our own. We have no direction on our own. And if we do, it's probably a place that we shouldn't be going if it's just about us and it's just coming from us. So it's, you know, I think of it as like, let God be your Uber driver in a sense where, you know, you're, you're giving him the, you know, hey God, this is like the dreams of my heart. But you're allowing him to just lead the way, and you're trusting him on the road, and you're trusting him with the driver's seat um, at hand. And um, 
actually, Matthias and I were in a small group last night, and someone used this analogy, um, and it's super, super important. We were talking about the fact that, you know, faith without, faith without works is dead, but there's also a level of it where there are, you know, works. So it's like, what's that in between? Where is that? You know, I think so often we come before the Lord, and we want to either work, 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 and we think that, you know, that saves us, that makes us free, that makes us, you know, better. Or there's another component to where we're not doing anything at all, and we're just like, faith, you know, I'm just going to trust God with this. And there's a there's a meat in the middle, because it does talk about the fact that faith without works is dead, so they're both important, but works don't save you, and, um, you know, you can't just have faith without works. So we're talking about that concept, and then it ended up spiraling into this. Someone used this analogy, and I thought it was so amazing, of a car. They're like, you know, it's like the salvation is like this gift that God's given us. It's like him giving us a car, a brand new car. And we take it and we look at it and we're like, I love this car, but what's our job after? It's to refill ourselves, right? It's to refuel and it's to refuel the car for it to be able to work. So he's already given us this gift of access to him and access to his presence. Um, and that's an amazing gift, but are we taking advantage of it? And are we inviting the Holy Spirit to come in, to fill the empty spaces, to fill it when, you know, we need refueling, to, when we need a comforter, when we need peace, when we need hope, when we need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us do the things that we're doing? You know, so often I think we think of church as the only place where you can serve and as the only place where you can um, use your spiritual gifts. And I'm reading a book right now called The Marketplace Christian. And um, it's talking about the concept of like people, I believe this, I could be misquoting this, but I believe it's 80 to 90, somewhere around there, percent of uh, someone's day or someone's like life is spent at work. And um, if that's the case, like, you know, why aren't we going to our workplaces and using the spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit's given us? It's yeah. not just, you know, in church. It's, it's are we living a life? And here's the big, big idea. It's not even just at work either. Are we living a life where the Holy Spirit is invited in and we're allowing him to use our, our gifts, the things he's given us, and even the things that, you know, instill things that we don't have? Are we inviting him in our day-to-day -day lives so that we are able to walk forward in His Holy Spirit's in the Holy Spirit's power, and then allow Him to make the decisions and mm. kind of lead us. Um, I, I thought about a, um, a a time where our family we were in New York. I've never been to New York, but we were Ubering at, at that time, and I think it was I think it was after Alexis graduated. So I think it was like 2014, or maybe it was the second another time that we had gone but we were in New York um I've never been there I don't know where anything's at we call the Uber to come and get us um and we get in the car and I think we, we had such a big group I think it was actually I think it was for something else I think it's when another group of us went and we okay, had to take we sure. had we had two separate groups of people in Ubers because we were too big of a group together to get in one so we get in and we sit down and I am in the back seat and then I started trying to tell the Uber driver who is obviously familiar with New York <laughs> and where to go. Like, um, I think you're supposed to turn up there. Like, do you need to make your way over? And how many times do we do that with God that, okay, <laughs> I know where I want to go, but I'm like, okay, Lord, you're, you're going to have to pave the way. Um, I call him in. I, I, I set up the, the, hey, Lord, I need you to come in in this situation. I sit down to rest, to enjoy the ride, right, and, and take part where I need to take part. But then I say, no, 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 God, I think you're supposed to turn this way. 
Like, I think I need to stop over here. And my family laughed at me. My David actually leaned over and was like, can you let the Uber driver drive? I'm like, yeah, but he's in the wrong lane. He's supposed to turn over there. How many times do we think that, hey, God, you're taking me down the wrong path because we only see, you know, the next block ahead of us. Mm-hmm. But he knows, you know, that on the other side of two blocks up that there's an accident and that he's going to cause us to move around that. Or he knows that um, if another block up, there's going to be someone that's going to try and get in a shared ride with you, right? And put it, get on your, in your car that doesn't belong in your car. So he's trying to take you around that. And we made a joke the other day about David. Um, We were going somewhere and he decided to pull off into this area to make a shortcut and not have to wait at the light, but he ended up behind the same car that he was behind. We do that, right? Instead of allowing God. So I think it's really important that we don't get ourselves in a position that if we're really going to trust God, we got to trust him. And we got to be, you know, and and Dimasani put that on there. uh, If Christ is at the wheel, you're not emotionally driven. I'm really mm-hmm. big on that. I think where we put place our trust and where we put our focus, our emotions follow. So I think in those seasons where we think we have it all together and we go, you know, I, I got this, we allow our emotions of pride, hurt, anxiety, whatever, guide us emotionally instead of placing our trust and our faith in the one that controls it all. Mm, it's so good. I mean, if we take you know, if we take the wheel and we're not the driver, we're not in control of the vehicle, it's it's scary, right? And I think even also it gave me a picture in my mind of have you ever been in a car with a bad driver and it's the same thing. You want to, like, take over and you're just like, oh, my gosh, like, uh, stop the car. I think often we look at, like, God because he's not driving the way that we, we think he should. We're like, hey, stop the car. Stop the car. I can't do this. I'm not ready for this. Or or maybe we're either we feel like we're not ready for something. We're not, you know, we're scared of something that he's calling us to do. Or it can even go from exactly what you're saying where, you know, hey, I was supposed to turn there. Uh, or we stop the car. And we we stop the make car and get out. Yeah. And we think he's going to make us late, right? We think, oh, I'm not going to arrive. There's no way that I can arrive on time this with this detour. Um, and it's not even that it's a detour. It's that he's leading and guiding our every step. He know, He's He's like our great GPS that knows exactly where he wants to take our life. And I think it's also because we know we don't realign our focus with what, not only what we want, but what does God want from from our lives? What is God wanting to do in our lives? What is God wanting to show us? What along the way, along the journey, is he trying to, what, you know, he might be taking what we consider a detour, but really he's just trying to show us something. He's taking the scenic route. Um, And those are sometimes the most peaceful, still rides that you can experience. And so it's super important that we trust him in the process. And um, in Ephesians, it talks about how um, in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, I'll read it. It says, for grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's a gift of God, not a result of works so that one, no one may boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared when beforehand Beforehand. and that we should walk in them. And it's, it's something that we are called to walk through and we have to trust that he knows the path ahead. He knows the journey ahead and he knows where he's going. And sometimes, you know, someone that's familiar with with the journey, right? Exactly. We were saying in the New York trip we went on. Yeah. If you're familiar with the journey, you know, we weren't familiar with New York. And so when she starts doing that, it's like, ma'am, I drive here all the time. I know where I'm going. That's actually what I do for a living. Um, and 
you know, I think it's so easy to think of that as, you know, he may know like, oh, every day at this time, this gets really trafficy. Every day at this time, or, you know, I know this way, if we actually go this way, it's faster, even though it says it on here. You know, there's an, because he's an experienced driver, right? Because he knows where he's at and he know he's not running panicked and saying, oh my goodness, where am I taking these people? God is a God who we can trust. Yes. God is a faithful and good father. God is a good leader, honestly. He leads our way and he guides our step. And we can trust that he, he's not figuring it out along the way. He knows where he's going. He has plans that were before us. And he's just leading us and guiding us and showing us along the way. So it's important that we understand that, you know, we're not, um, we're not just doing this journey of life on our own. But we have a faithful father who's leading the way and preparing a way, it says in that scripture, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So it's these, these gifts that he's given us. It's these, the, works that, the good works that we can do for his name. It's things that he prepared for us, the gifts he's imparted in your life. You know, it's things he prepared along the way and that we should walk in them. Or before, beforehand, sorry, that we should walk in them. So it's important, you know, um, that we hold on to that. You know, one of the comments uh, from Dana was God redirects us to protect us. And we don't always remember that or think about that when we are, we're going off course of what we think this is the way we need to go. Um, and it's it's interesting. David's very patterned. So when we leave on the weekends, he's not going to work, obviously, but he's so like, every day does the same thing over and over in the same manner. Um, you know, even on the weekends when we get to the end of, of one of the roads near our house, he'll go to go right like he's going to the office. And sometimes we can do that in our faith that we can get so regimented on, I, I'm going to read my Bible at 5 a.m. I'm going to go ahead and start getting ready for my day. When I'm in the car, I'm going to put on three praise songs. And sometimes God's calling us to get outside of our patterns and outside of what we need to do and daily renew our mind new in a new way Sometimes, sometimes it's not the always. Sometimes we got to get out of outside of our patterns to be allowed to able to tap into like the Lord. Because sometimes we're doing it regimented, right? So one of the things about the podcast has been interesting for me is because my time alone with the Lord has always been when everybody got out of the house. I've never been someone. I've always been an early riser, but I've never got out of the house really early. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the situations that I got everybody going in the morning, kids off to school, David off to work. And then um, I would sit down for a minute, like, huh, have a cup of coffee. And that would be my quiet time. And one of the hardest things in the season about changing to, to be out of the house quicker, and it's not that I wasn't ever capable in the past. It was like, that was my time that I just kind of took a minute to prepare for my day, adjusting, because that's probably been a pattern of mine for 20 something years that everybody got out of the house. And then that was my time and trying to have to be intentional with my time. And yeah. that's really hard because we can get caught up in routine. Um, and then, you know, also renewing our mind, you know, those are, that's, that's why renewing our mind is so important because it allows us to see, hey, is this something that I'm doing intentionally or is this just a pattern that I've developed that really doesn't have meaning? Because I can go back looking back now. Now I have to be specific about when I'm doing that, that it's causing me to probably absorb, if I'm being honest, mm. more versus just being able to say, check, I spent time with God today. Mm. It's, it's causing me that, okay, I only have, now I only have about 15 minutes right now before the next person comes in my office or before David gets home from what he has going on. I, I only have this amount of time. So I really need to be specific about how I'm reading and how I'm absorbing that and how mm. I'm spending that time. Um, and I'm not really much of a I'm a visual person. I don't really like to listen to things. I like to watch things. I'm a visual person. Always been that way. Um, 
And so it's, but it's even causing me to use things like I'm listening to more things than I have in the past versus viewing because yeah. I, sometimes I don't have time to sit and actually watch watch them, but I have the ability to hear. So that's another thing. God's really changing my way of actually renewing my mind that not only, I mean, you could, uh, the Bible app's amazing. It has places where it, it'll read it for you. You just push the button and it's reading it. So I want to read it, but sometimes I just can't have, don't have the time to sit. So God's re- redirecting me on how I spend my time with him. And it's actually be- being more impactful to me me because I'm absorbing it more because the time that I have is not just part of my routine, but it's precious. Mm -hmm. And I think making it practical, I know this is, um, you know, making it practical is key, you know, with your time with the Lord, you know, set an appointment. Like if you, if you have a meeting with your boss, right at 7am, are you going to, you know, are you going to do everything you can to be there and you're going to make it a point to be there? And it's the same way. It's not something to scare you and say, Oh God, like you're this boss that you can't disappoint. No, but make an appointment and keep it. You know, if it's at 6 a.m., if it's at 10 p.m., whatever the appointment time that it works in your schedule, be practical about it. I think so often we think it's so spiritual that we can't be practical. And I think we try to, you know, we have these goals of, I want to spend two hours with God. Okay, is that practical right now for your life? You can get there, but start somewhere. And it's important that you just start somewhere. Um, you know, a healthy habit doesn't happen overnight. It happens by continually doing it little by little, moment by moment. So be practical. Um, but how do we get, how do, you know, I think this is all great that we've been talking about um, God being our driver, but you're probably here listening. If you'd be like, if I was you guys, I think I'd be listening and be like, okay, well, how do I do that? And so how do we let go and let God? And um, the, the Bible says in 12, uh, Hebrews 12, in 12, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, Paul says to throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. And just like you said, every day we have to choose to renew our minds. Every day we have to allow um, Christ to just take all that hinders us so that we can run the race that is marked out for us. Just like it talks about in the scripture. And um, actually there's going to be a book club that someone in our office is doing. And I'm super excited for it. Um, the book is called the war, uh, winning the war in your mind, um, by Craig Rochelle. I watched the video. There's a sermon on it. If you guys can look it up, eventually watch it. It's super good. But even in the the point uh, in the sermon, he talked about this concept that if our thoughts are the things that you know are are leading our life, if we if what we think you know is that's where he- where we're headed towards, what we think is where we're headed, and if that's the case, are you know if, if we're allowing our minds to be have if, if our minds have that. Sorry, let me stop stuttering. If our minds have that much like power over our lives, then if that's the case, then are we happy with where our thoughts are taking us? Are they that's thinking good. on Christ? Are you know whatsoever in Philippians it says whatsoever is true, whatsoever is right, whatsoever is whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, admirable. And if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Are we doing that? Is that what our minds are filled with? The things that are true, right, noble, pure, lovely, admirable. Are those the things that we are thinking on? Um, And, you know, these things, uh, if we're not careful, if we don't allow those things to fill our minds and we allow the things that like sin and distraction, you know, those things can become trip ups and slow us down. And when we give it to God, and we begin to think on those things that he's given us. I think so often we're striving for peace, right? When it's already a promise in the fruit of the Spirit. So when we when we come to know God, the fruit of the Spirit is imparted in us. But it's our job to operate in that. He's already given it. It's like a gift of grace. It's like so love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you look at those things in your life and you, you're like, okay, well, I need a little bit of peace in my life. I need a little bit of self-control in my life. Well, good thing is you have the Spirit of God in you, able to be at work in your life. 
But are you choosing to operate in what the gift he's given you? It's a gift that he's given. So say I was given this gift, right? And it's my job to open it. To it, Someone can give me this gift and I can receive it. But am I choosing to actually open it and use what's in the gift box? You know, it's the same thing. And it's are we choosing to operate in the, the, the fruit of the spirit that the Lord's already imparted in us and given us the opportunity to walk in? Um, and it's important that we, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to fill us and we truly give it over to God and we truly lay it at his feet in surrender. I think that's good. You know, when it talks about letting go of those things in our lives that so easily you know, beset us, that entangle us. And, you know, sin isn't always like, hey, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm stealing, right? Sin is actually just doubting God in ways that we know that we should be trusting him. That, mm-hmm. I think that's where that kind of comes in. When we, when we move away from God, it's not usually like all of a sudden we just wake up one day and go, I'm done with him and I'm going to go over here. It's actually that we've allowed the things of this world or choices that we've made or challenges that we face to slowly pull us away. And it's usually that there's a song, I think it's Casting Crowns, that's, it's, it's a slow fade. It slowly takes us around. But again, that goes back to renewing our mind daily mm-hmm. and letting off those things that easily that entangle us, that cause us to move you know, one step to the left away from God or causes us to think, you know what, maybe that's not so bad. You know what, maybe that isn't for me. Maybe that, you know, those types of things. And, um, you know, David, when he was putting together notes and we were kind of talking about things, he used an analogy of runners, but I think more of Olympic swimmers. When you're a swimmer, you don't want anything on you because when you're slick, you're able to move through the water and that they go through the point where they end up like kind of shaving off their their hair sometimes. Mm -hmm. They put those caps on. Women have long hair, right? But they put on those caps to, to kind of smooth everything out so they can move smoothly in the water. They, they get rid of anything that's going to hold them back or slow them down. And we got to find a way that we recognize very quickly the things that are holding us back from walking in the fullness. So I think sometimes we're, we're settling in things of God. It's not that we're, we're not living a life that's honoring God, but we're selling for less than when he has more than for yeah. us. That's so good. And, you know, what does that mean? You know, what does it mean to just give it to God? Like in That can seem like a very scary thing, but I think, you know, it ultimately means surrendering to God is literally meaning giving up. And it's scary when you, you know, you say it like that, right? It's like, it's honestly, in a sense, when we look at that in our human nature, in our human world, in our human situations, it's, it's almost a prideful thing, right? It's almost like, oh, well, you know, I'm like fighting this battle and with this person and I have to give up like that sounds so weak but ultimately when we surrender in the kingdom of God it's not a weakness it's a strength in our weakness he is strong and in our weakness we have the opportunity to operate in his strength and it's a scary thing it sounds very scary but ultimately it will bring freedom in your life when you give it to God and we can leave um you know our God mask where we where we hide from God we can leave our God mask at home and surrender to him in vulnerability and there's this vulnerability in surrender and I think that's why it's ultimately scary but it's necessary it's necessary to you know to allow the Lord to work the things out in us maybe that we're not trusting him with maybe the things that we're not giving over to him it's important that we give those things to him why because not because he wants to sit there and judge us but because he wants to wrap us in his arms and heal us of them um, and it's important that, you know, when we think of surrender, it's, it's God telling us that we're not big enough to deal with the situations and the worries and the cares on our own, that he must take over. Why? Because he knows where we're going. 
He knows how to lead the way. And we, when we finally let go, we give God the room to wield his mighty arm into our life. When our hands are weak and tired, God's hands are strong and powerful. When I finally let the Uber driver in New York be the Uber <laughs> driver, he got us to where we're going. we were going in the time we needed to get there. And so I fretted and stressed the entire way, anxious, because New York traffic was crazy at the time. And I wanted him to go right when he wanted to go straight. But in the end, when I was able, Dave was like, hey, and how, how, how many know that we need people like that mm-hmm. in our life to go, hey, let God be God for you. Let him do it. Mm-hmm. We got there. And yeah. it's okay. It might not be when we think we're going to get there, but we're going to get there as long as we continually, daily, renew our mind and cast our cares on him. Because guess what? He cares for you. Now lay it at his feet. Lay it at his feet and um, just put your faith in in what he's doing in your life and trust the process. It's important to trust the process he's leading you on. I, I like that. Nece- it's necessary is what Dumasani said. It's necessary, but it can be scary at times, but still trust the process because New York drivers, I don't know if you have ever driven with New York drivers. They're scary, but he got us where we went. We were safe. We were fine. And sometimes it seems like the route that God's taking us on is a little bit scary and it's a little bit trying and it's like, oh my goodness, where are we going? But you can trust the process. Amen. Mike. Thank you all for tuning in today. I hope you guys are enjoying this series. Tomorrow we will wrap it up with Dave and Ashton on the podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We hope you guys are enjoying this. I just repeated myself and I don't know why. So if you guys would like, we have a daily encouragement text that goes out every single morning. that You guys can opt into completely free. You can text the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. To everybody that joins us live every single morning, thank you all for being with us. We appreciate you guys always being here. But if you guys cannot make the live streams, you can always check us out in two other ways. You can find us on YouTube, search Game Changer Podcast Live, hit the subscribe button and make sure you hit the bell so you get notified because we upload the replays of the podcast every single day. If you guys would also like the audio version, we are on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, the biggest being Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So make sure you subscribe to us on whichever one you use the most. Um, to anybody who's listening or watching on replay, you guys can join us live every single morning. If you guys would like, we are live on Facebook and YouTube every single day, Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. EST. Just search David Villa Game Changer and we will come right up on either platform. If you guys haven't, make sure you guys check out the featured Bible plan of the week, which is God said it's a six-day Bible plan on version in the Bible app. Subscribe to it, read through it, and let us know what you guys think. We hope you guys are enjoying the rest of your day. We will see you bright and early tomorrow morning for the finale of this series. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.